everybody, welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 632, recording just about today, our Wednesday the 26th of August 2020. Uh, this is the uh, podcast to do with music technology and all the things surrounding, I'm not quite sure what that sound is, but that's quite a, a, an interesting sound. Um, Ah, it's, it's tricky. Sorry. Uh, um, so welcome, everybody. Yes, as I was saying. So I uh, want to say thank you very much for sticking in. Uh, there's a bit of a story about this one because we thought that it wasn't actually going to happen because it's been so... Uh, um, there's been there's been so much uh, difficulty with uh, technology, and I will go into this later. I'm just going to mute Charles because he's, he's... I think he's setting up his... Uh, 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 I think what's happened now is all my... All my automation's broken. Excellent. Never mind. We'll get onto it. Right. Um, for, first things first, though, because basically, uh, oh, it has. That's really quite frustrating. So now I can't switch any. <laughs> I can't switch anything. Right. I could do that. I'll do it that way. So first of all, I want to say um, apologies to uh, Gwem. I did a video. We, we talked about the uh, update for the TR-707. I played a short video of Gwem's uh uh, um, from Gwem, Gwem's channel, who's called Pre-Roman Britain. I'm just going to say, and I didn't Hi there, my name's credit Gareth, him, so. but my artist name is Gwem, and to be honest, most of my friends call me that as well. So this is my YouTube channel, and it'd be awesome if you could um, check out some of the stuff. So I cover a few topics, and they're all kind of around music and, like, low-tech music and retro stuff. So most of the, the videos are about my Atari ST chiptune tracker called Maximizer. So I've got a whole bunch of tutorials and how-tos on that. I've also got some mixes of old school rave and old techno stuff, um, stuff that I personally like to listen to. And there are also some techno jams where I don't use a computer. I just hook up some gear and, and make a, a jam that lasts a couple of minutes. Right, I just wanted to play that because, oh man, I'm going to have to do this all manually, aren't I? Right, okay, because uh, basically uh, I didn't credit him last week and it did it did uh, annoy uh, several of his viewers, quite rightly so, uh, because we, we did the Zoom room last week, uh, which was a bit of a technical um, kind of distraction. So what I'm, I, I just wanted to apologise to Gwem and say, if you want to check his stuff out, because he's done some really, they are some really cool, there's a jam that he did a couple of weeks ago, which was basically two Ataris and a DJ mixer. And it was just, it's really, I mean, it's very chip tuney, but it was, it was like, it was almost 40 minutes and it was like cross-fading between them and the way that he operates, it's astonishing. So do check his stuff out. Uh, and once again, sorry, Gwem, uh, I do apologise to you all. So let's, uh, let's see if we can actually run a show because I'm going to have to switch this all manually because all my, uh, my MIDI switching has decided to break. So let's, uh, let's say hello to Mr. Yoad Nevo, um, Who's there? I'll have to turn his channel up manually as well. Wow. Uh, how are you, Yoad? Yoad, of course, uh, in his mix facility there with a new wide-angle camera. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Good to be here, as always. And sorry to hear about your PC um, catastrophe. Yeah, it well, seems to it's, it's, you know, you could have got away with it and just not mention it, and no one would, no one would know. But uh, except now, it's, I appreciate your honesty. 
now it's not working. That's the problem, because now I have to switch this with the mouse, which might present some interesting challenges uh, later on, because normally I use my uh, trusty MIDI controller, but for some reason it's just stopped working, and I don't know why. So I'm going to have to switch it with a mouse, which will be interesting. But lovely to have you, Yoad. It's very much appreciated you coming at the last minute. Yoad, of course, mix engineer, producer, uh, Waves uh, developer, and, uh, yeah, he's at his studio facility in London, no, Nevo Sound. Uh, we also have Mr. Charles Chicky Reeves, chickyandcoco.com. Charles is there in his studio in London as well, uh, where everybody's working remotely. How are you, Charles? Are you well? Let me make sure I turn your volume up because it's... Yeah, there we go. I've turned it up now. We there can we hear go. you. Yeah. How are yeah. you doing? Yeah, great. Things are good. Things are very good. Um, so you're very busy. Uh, well, I've been course, so you, you know a lot of what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been steady doing a couple of remixes, mixing a couple of trying to set up for the live show that we're going to start doing, which the first one is a week from, uh, no, a month from today. So wow. There okay. you go. Yeah, so you're getting you're getting into all the delights of uh, video switching and all of that stuff along with it. So this is all coming your way. Uh, I should explain a little it bit is. about what's been happening. Okay, so this morning, uh, well, last night actually, I I left. I was just I just finished editing a, a, a video uh, using uh, a new NLE, which is DaVinci Resolve, which is actually pretty cool. But it stores all of its project files in a database rather than sort of actual files on disk. And I just I was just about to leave. And I thought, you know what I'll do? I'll just reboot and I'll export that project I've been working on uh, to a backup document before I go and Windows booted up and said sorry I just need to update your Windows and then it said oh it's going to take ages oh well I'm not going to get a chance I'll leave it going overnight came in this morning screens were black machine was on hit the space bar nothing came up nothing and it's like right okay what do I do I left it for another 20 minutes I thought you know 12 hours has got to be enough right mm -hmm. hard reset machine came up blue screen with the uh, the little uh, what do they call them the little uh, barcode thing yeah oh yeah sorry there's a problem okay re several reboots okay re 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 you know rewind to the last update no sorry it's broken oh that's a drag because uh, <laughs> and I thought I'd had a system restore point but it obviously bought that as well so I couldn't do a system restore. So then I had to find uh, an old image that I had of the machine from 2018, late 2018. So I installed that again. I brought, uh, I, I then, you know, updated a couple of bits of software. I thought, right, I'll just run the update again because maybe my disk is broken or something and it's just reformatted, so it should be all right. Went through the whole thing again and it just started that whole thing. So now what I'm doing is I'm running the show on a 2018 Windows 10 uh, OS with updating the, the vMix switch. But when I got to the point of, um, you know, bringing back the Sonic Talk, all of my shortcuts had gone. It just Ooh. didn't show any of them. And I was like, ouch. And they all came back. But now <laughs> my MIDI device is working. So they may as well have gone because I can't use any of them. Ah, and I lost the project that I was about to back up to disk, not all the footage and everything. And I did do a full render at full quality before I'd rendered it. But that actual edit document, it's gone. And that's Ooh. history. So I am feeling a little bit uh, sheepish. So all of you people there in the, the YouTube chat room, I'll try. I don't think I can actually, I don't know if I can actually switch to you because, uh, can I? Yes, I can. The chat room and the YouTube chat room. Appreciate you. Uh, um, uh, was it? Does it work? Do I cut it? 
Did someone just call me Charles Greaves? <laughs> so Charles Greaves, no, he's not. Well, how... No, Charles Glitchy Reeves. I don't know if they did or not. I can't follow it because I'm having to do everything manually now with a mouse via another computer. So it's a little bit complicated. Oh, that's not me. That's Tori's slot. Uh, we were going to have Tori Lesler, and she can't connect either. So it's just a really rubbish, really, really rubbish uh, tech day, I'm afraid. So I will try and limp on. I mean, but just so you know, the show could go blue screen at any point and i don't i just want to let you know that up front uh but i appreciate all you folks coming in i know there's been some messing up with the youtube urls and everything but it's been a hell of a day i don't really know what else to say uh, i thought well i could i could blow it or I, I could just blow it off or i could just keep it going anyway let's get on to a topic so this is uh the new mod duo x and this is a demo by red meets recording basically a dual DSP, it's an ARM 64-bit chip in there, and it's kind of, you know, it, it's what, it's, this is really interesting, it's, it seems that there's a lot of this kind of stuff going on, isn't there? There's DSP platforms everywhere, and this has got uh, inbuilt synth stuff, it's got a lot of rhythms, it's got, so if I can find the video, let's turn it down a bit, it's got loud. So, uh, this, is, this demo is just the, the sort of interesting highlights intro. So yeah, this is the the new. Uh, oh, let's see if I can find. Yeah, Mod Duo X. Which if I can switch, can I switch to that screen? Gosh, this is hard. Uh, I need to uh, shut down a load of windows so I can find the buttons I need uh, because I can't. <laughs> I can't switch. Ah, it's I'm, one of those I'm days. Yeah, it is one of these days. There. Uh, where is it? There it is. Cut. There we go. So the Mod Duo X. Um, this is quite an interesting uh, concept. I mean, we've seen this before I mean, because we've got, uh, not only we've got this, but we've also got the, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember, I'm flustered. No, that's not the right switch either. Let's uh, shut that one. Uh, we've also got the um, other platforms, which I'm trying to remember what they are now, um, that, are, that it seems like modular development, this is a desktop system, but it, it's got CV control. Mm -hmm. It feels like there's a lot of modular people are now getting into this kind of notion of a DSP platform and creating something that, so one-off hardware and then put the, all their development into not the, the hardware cycle, but all the algorithm cycle. And it's a really interesting move. And I think this is going to seem to be happening more and more. I'm going to come to you, Yad, because you're a software developer. So, you know, that you probably recognize this. It's You probably saw this years ago, which is why you're involved in software rather than hardware, possibly. Uh, true, and I want to say something which will be very unpopular, I think, with a lot of viewers. But my question is, what's wrong with a laptop? Like, uh, you know, a laptop is also a DSP unit. It can process audio, it can process MIDI, it can do emails, it can do browsing, it can do all those things, and it can do all everything that all these hardware units can do and much much more so what i what i don't quite understand is it the six millisecond latency that's the problem is it the problem of having seen with a screen on stage because i i i don't quite get it i mean this unit sounds it sounds nice it has some nice features it's very powerful it has a very nice processing power uh, and all that but but you have to have a computer in order to edit it 
it has like USB and network connectors. So why not just get a, get a sound card with Max Max for Live or Reactor or something like that, and it will do all those things um, and so many more. So I there's something here I don't quite get. Right. Okay. That's an interesting. I mean, I think that's a fair point. I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to say. I suppose the thing is, because then maybe you're less likely to go through the sort of hell that I've been going through today, where my computer isn't actually behaving the way it should do. I know the hardware yeah, but, will but, work. But you're trying to, but you're trying to make it do like a million things and to you know connect cameras and feeds and online feeds and IPs and things like that. But if you you're just comparing the the piece of software running, the software running within this piece of hardware, it's one thing which is not unlike Reactor, let's say. I would say it's a much, much more simplified version of something like Reactor or some of the patches you can do in, in Max for Live. So um, with Max for Live, so, so you know, and on a laptop, even an old i3 or i5 or something like that that you can get for 200 pounds, you can write, you can probably run eight instances of Reactor with drum machines and all that, and all you need is something, something like this, like what you have, right? That you buy for I don't know another 40 quid or something, which has more controllers than eight. It has, I believe, 17 yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's got a lot. Yeah, it has got a hell of a lot. So, so I, hmm. I, there's something here I'm, I'm missing. And, and uh, like, you know, if you don't want to be seen on stage with a the laptop, then just control it with your phone, control it with your iPad or something. But, you know, hmm. That's this, a, is my, this is okay. my view. That's an in, that is a very interesting point of view. And I think it's completely... Uh, let me just see if I can switch. Sorry, my switching is going to be off a little bit. That's a very interesting point of view. Uh, yeah, Charles, I, I mean... That's an interesting point. I mean, you go for the hardware route when you're mixing. Uh, you also have, mm -hmm. but you, you know, you also have a laptop and you're running UAD stuff as yeah. well. But you also have hardware. I guess the thing about this is instant. You know, the rec the instant recallability of patching and stuff, which I'm sure you could do in a laptop as well. But I suppose some people prefer to come out of that environment. Yeah, I think I think some of what the appeal of, of a device like this is is that like things <clears throat> they like uh, they like having you know like like I, I carry a chaos pad with me and that chaos pad i could do everything that does i could do in ableton pretty much everything yeah uh, but i just like having you know when i go to that i know what it is i know what it's going to do i know when i touch a particular button that's exactly what it's going to do um, and i don't have to navigate via trackpad um, even, even if I set up MIDI controllers, I don't have to make sure that they're still working like, like you're dealing with today, for example. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, like, what is it? The, is it tasty chips? You know, they've got their, is it, or tasty bits, tasty chips, the granular synthesis. The GL1, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, there are great granular synths that are in Max for Live. That, you know that have been developed for Mac, on the Max for Life program or pure data program, a pure data format or whatever. But there's just something about having a piece of hardware that when you go to it, it's you know it's going to work. And also, if like on a laptop, as systems become upgraded, 
you know, sometimes things just you know, like certain plugins that I used to love just don't work anymore. And the companies that made them just don't develop. They, you know, they discontinue it. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I know it sounds like I'm going way far back, but like, think about like some of the cool features of Opcode's Studio Vision Pro. You know, it had some very cool, the audio to media stuff was really cool. And it's just now that Ableton is finally doing that, but that's like 20 something years later. Um, things like that, you know, it's like, because you're, because on a laptop, you're not, you know, with with the DSP on a, on a laptop, you're not just dealing with that particular piece of software. You're dealing with all the other software that makes it so that that can run. And if anything changes, you know, like a Windows 10, for example, changes. Uh, yeah, well, that's true. It suddenly d doesn't really work or you have to get an upgrade or, you know, and, you know, like uh, I've got, you know, I've got like a, an organelle, uh, what, a critter and, critter and guitar organelle. And it's just basically, it's like a Arduino kind of, you know. It's a Pi, I think, isn't it? it? I think inside. Or, that, yeah. yeah, Raspberry Pi. Or so, yeah. You know, it's something something pretty basic. And, you know, and I, I know that. And I, I realized that there is a, a premium for it. You know, the, I guess, you know, you're paying for the box and the display and everything. But it, it's it's a little bit expensive. The thing is, when I go to that, I, I always know what it's going to do. It just doesn't, I'm not having to deal with Oh, is my like I? This sounds really kind of <laughs> kind of crazy. I remember I had this great program. It was a delay calc, and this is before you could get delays that would automatically sync with BPM and stuff like that. So it was this delay calc program. But I noticed that like it seemed like every other day when I opened it up, it would crash my computer, and I it took me a long time to figure out why, and realized that it would crash your computer on odd numbered days of months that had 31 days <laughs> wow. and then it would go for a month <laughs> like for no reason for no reason it's like you know that's the kind of crap that people have to deal with when when it's in a computer it, granted it's so much better than the days of analog i i remember being stuck on a holiday weekend with a mci jh24 tape machine that had a that some mouse that crawled inside of it and chewed up wires and it suddenly wasn't working and I couldn't get a tech and I lost a session for several days. You know, luckily those kind of days, I don't have to employ a full-time tech anymore. And so, but there, there are still problems with this. And the, the nice thing about these, these boxes is they're dedicated. They do the thing they do. And generally they don't stray from that. And, you know, it's a single purpose thing. And I, I, I like single purpose, single purpose things. That said, I also love programming in the, in the uh, Max environment, I, you can come up with some really cool stuff in Max, you know, and I wouldn't trade any of the plugins I have in that for anything. Well, unless they were hardware versions. Yeah, I think that's you a know. fair point. I mean, I'm, I think maybe what Yo was suggesting is you, you, for the same price as this, you could have a dedicated sort of fixed in time hardware computer that would run it. I, I, I am putting words in your mouth. I, I'm assuming that's maybe what you Yeah, mean. absolutely. You can, you, can, you can get like five Minimax, used mini, use Minimax. They take only this amount of space. You can connect them with a KVM switch to a single monitor or an iPad to control them or something like that. And just, you know, if, if it works and you're happy with it, then it will cost you the same, but it will be so much more versatile. Uh, because the, suppose, each one yeah. of them can be so many things. And then if you like it, you just freeze it. Don't touch it. Connect it. You know, take it offline. Don't make any updates. And it will stay there forever. Hopefully.
uh, until something breaks. That's but the, I think the issue is that sometimes if a hardware if the hardware fails, then you're in a situation where you've got to find you know if you've got to re reflash that then you have to have a system backup of that particular you, you know it all starts to get like a bit like IT rather than this box. Yeah, but, that I've got. Uh, but I mean this uh, but this 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 hardware it has a computer in it you know it yeah, has yeah. an OS in it it has all the elements of software which can break as well. Uh, so it's basically a computer, but with a dedicated OS rather than using, um, you know, um, using the hardware and the software offered by yeah. um, MacBook Mini or Mac uh, Mac Mini or whatever, PC MacBook or whatever. Air yeah, yeah. Okay. Or, or PC or, you know, and also if you, also if you think about the environment, the cost, the environmental cost of manufacturing so many different boxes, when you actually have already have a hardware that can do all this stuff, and it's just the software that you need to change in order for it to, to become something else. Um, so, you yeah, know, that's I, also something. I suppose about. so. I think the thing about this is you could create a kind of very custom UI experience, which is, it, it, it's designed by somebody else for you to learn rather than you have to do it yourself because that's the thing that kind of sometimes it, you find you kind of spending so much time programming things. But, I mean, that, but, but by the by, I mean, yes, um, I should probably just go back and just show, you know, this, this Mod Geo X, it's available now because they did some really good... Uh, um, they did some really good Kickstarters to get them going, and now this one is actually available in the shop. It's about 750 bucks, so it's not the cheapest thing, but uh, it's got... Uh, it's just a Chrome Chrome interface, and you just web browse to it and create all your your items, and I, uh, uh, you know, you create your pedal board, your plug board, you can share it. I mean, it's I guess it's an ecosystem, but yes, I take your point. I take your point. Right, I've just got to try and get now to my. That said, uh, I just see Jeremy's video, uh, uh, Redmi recording, Redmi's recording with Jeremy. His video is really good. It I is really I good. Like yeah. What he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, right, I'm going to. Uh, I'll just do the uh, try and attempt the, uh, the the competition now because I feel I've got to quit while I'm ahead because otherwise I don't know how the hell I'm going to... Right, okay, so stand by. We'll do the Stutter Edit thing now. You can win a copy of Stutter Edit. From the mind of composer and electronic music pioneer, BT, in collaboration with Isotope, Stutter Edit 2 brings movement to your mix faster and with more versatility than ever before. Stutter Edit 2 lets you slice audio into razor-sharp rhythms and moving effects, creating exciting new rhythmic worlds within your music. Instantly recreate the famous stutter effect in your samples, sound design, and beyond, all with a single button. Control a vast array of studio quality effects, all linked to the timing of your stutter edit, making it easy to add filter sweeps, panning effects, pumping dynamics, and more. Stutter Edit 2 is the fastest and most exciting way to dynamically elevate your music productions, sound design, film scoring, and more. Head to isotope.com to download a free 10-day trial, and check out our other Creative Suite products too.
Indeed you can, and uh, we have a copy to give away, actually. So if I just go to the... Uh, while I'm, I quit while I'm ahead, uh, try, and, uh, try and get this going. So, yeah, we, if you want to win a copy of Stutter Edit 2 from uh, Isotope and BT, we're looking for the hashtag. It's a Twitter competition, the hashtag cut and chop. No hyphens this week, uh, which I learned my lesson. Thank you very much, Chatroom, for making that clear. Cut and chop and the hashtag Stutter Edit 2 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. So the hashtag cut and chop uh, as one word, the hashtag Stutter Edit 2, the number 2, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And that will get you entered into the competition uh, where you, uh, you know, will be, be able to pick, assuming I can get the computer working again ever, uh, we'll be able to pick you for next week. So actually we've got a winner for last week's uh, competition, which I will now try and switch. I have to keep switching mice, which is quite complicated. Uh, we've got uh, Fizulu. I think I recognise the name for the chat room and possibly an early winner to one of our competitions. Fizulu, at Fizulu. If you want to get in touch, uh, you won Stutter Edit 2 from last week. So one once again, we thank Isotope for, uh, you know, for sponsoring the competition and providing the prize. OK, um, let's see. So that was that one. Ah, hidden features in the Micro Freak. Now, let's see if I can find this, get this video to play. Yes, I think I can play it. Go! This looks like a fantastic venue. Um, so this is the news, the brand new sort of la uh, uh, limited edition, not sure how limited, white Micro Freak, which uh, we reviewed some times back. Uh, it's actually now they've unveiled this kind of the fact that it's got a vocoder built into it and actually a mic input which you could and it comes with a gooseneck. So these are the white micro freaks. This is a purely digital uh, DSP synth. 16 band vocoder engine. I don't know how good the vocoder is, but. Uh, Seems okay. It's an interesting thing to throw in. I want to know where this house is. It looks absolutely amazing. It looks like a sort of merchant's house in in Venice or something. Anyway, I won't play the whole thing, as you know, is something I often say. But uh, yeah, this is the news that the Artoria uh, Microfreak in, right, in white has been made available. Uh, I think you can buy it. Uh, I don't know how limited it says. Oh, no, I can't switch that. I'll have to go manually. I beg your pardon. Uh, the 329 euros. I don't know if that is actually uh, any more expensive. Um, comes with this little gooseneck mic that kind of plugs into the headphone, which was masquerading as a headphone, but I've actually got a mic input. And uh, it's just a nice little Easter egg, and it's quite a significant Easter egg. I don't know how people feel. Has anyone tried the Microfreak? Uh, uh, I'm going to come to you, Yad, because I'm going to put it to you that essentially the Microfreak could actually just be a laptop. We're running those, uh, running those, uh, <laughs> running those algorithms. But you wouldn't get the full, yeah, because actually hasn't it got some mutable instrument sort of source code in there as well, I think, this. So, you know, yes, entirely. Um, nice Easter egg, though. Yeah, I mean, I like I like what I hear from the oscillators and the the synth engine. It sounds very cool. It sounds like a very beefy kind of digital synth. Um, I, I haven't tried this keyboard, so I'm not sure what I what I you know what um, what I think about it. Um, the vocoder it's it, it's a nice concept because it's a digital vocoder, um, yet it uses. Um, a filter bank because usually digital vocoders use FFT, uh, so so they use um, more than sixteen pins or or 
of filter bank uh, of, of filters, if you like. Right. Uh, but there's something about the sound of the old kind of low resolution where everything is kind of mixed together and it sounds. So there's a lot of spill because you have very wide sort of frequency bands and as they move you get a lot of the carrier um, sound basically uh, into the vocoder and that's what makes it such a 70s kind of disco-y vocoder because that's what what's been used back then uh, with today's vocoders you can get a lot more resolution and uh, detail because you're working with I don't know, 1,028 bins, uh, or uh, sorry, uh, higher, higher count of yeah. bins depends on. Um, so it's nice. I like it. It sounds, it sounds like the vocoder you would expect from something like that. Um, reminds me a little bit of the, of the Korg. Um, oh, the micro Korg. The one with the, the micro code, uh, micro Korg. Uh, so it's a bit of of a modern take on that, but I like. I haven't played with the synth, but it sounds like it has some really good sounds and and nice and kind of chunky. Yeah, well, I, I I mean I, I can I can verify that the synth is actually really good. I reviewed it, uh, and it's. I mean, it works on. It's only got a single oscillator, but each oscillator there are a number of models up for each one, and that it works on the kind of you have three or four parameters per oscillator that you depending mm -hmm. on what model you're doing, and you can modulate those. It's actually pretty cool. It's a nice sounding little synth, like the like the Mini Log XDs uh, digital oscillator. Kind of, yeah, that kind of concept. Again, moving towards the whole notion of this sort of DSP running on hardware again which is kind of seems to be mm -hmm. uh, it seems to be the theme of today's show i know charles i know you've got some artoria stuff have you tried the uh, micro freak i haven't i've only seen uh review your review of it um, ah, okay and and loop hop did a review of it too um now I, I may be professing some some ignorance here but i as i understand it isn't this uh vocoder upgrade via a firmware update so you it can is. also do it on the black yeah, one that's so, right so black or white it doesn't really matter right yeah it, they've all they've done is they've just released a white one um with the firmware pre-installed that comes with a little gooseneck mic but you could mm. just as easily i mean i think loop pop yeah you're right loop pop has a video where he just plugs like an iphone headset and uh, speakers into it and uh, headphones and you know with a, a talk mic on the on the uh, on the earbuds and that works fine oh yeah that's great yeah, I mean, it does sound pretty exciting. I, I, I've said this probably, you know, 500 times on this show. I don't need any more keyboards. But that actually has been tempting me because it's small. You know, I've probably got, I've got a little bit of room over there, I'm sure, that I can just sort of squeeze something in. Um, but uh, uh, but a keyboard at all. So I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know how it feels. It does sound great. I like everything they make. I, I like their software and hardware. They're, they seem uh, to be yeah, on no fire problems. at the moment. I mean, yeah, they're really kind of they're yeah. releasing a bunch of stuff. Um, I mean, you know, that they have done, and then they've got this, and I, there may be some other things on the way that we don't know about, but it seems like they've been quite productive during this lockdown time, which is, you know, I guess it's all good yeah. news for, for all of us a lot. Um, gives us something to do, right? And similar to you, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to know where that house is because 
yeah, I'm looked great to buy that house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I yeah, I don't know if it's for sale. It's impossible to know. Um, right. Okay. There's so a price for everything. There is a price for everything. It just depends whether you can afford that price. So yeah, that was the new Mark Freak, and then oh yeah, we've got this other other thing, which is the uh, right. I'm gonna have to try and uh, what video was this? That was uh, I can switch that one off. So we need two, we need three. Uh, I think it might be this one. Uh, let's see. Yes, Sugi. Uh, this is a Windows uh, plugin. And it's called DSP Motion. God, it's loud. Excuse me. That's very loud. That was a problem. And it, basically, you've got a drawing area that allows you to move stuff around, uh, sound effects and musical effects, and kind of create this sort of motion which is ideal for that's why i was hoping to have tori on because it's ideal for picture uh and you can use a, a pencil or you can use your finger or a mouse export the audio file you can also send it into uh unity which is the game engine it's just it's, it's like 49 bucks it's dirt cheap really for this kind of thing but it really reminds me oh yeah lots of stereo panning let's listen to a few more of those I like that. Uh, let me see if I switch. It reminds me a little bit of um, Metasynth, which was, again, this piece of software from probably 25, 30 years ago, which had this motion concept and was very much favoured by sound designers. And it's, it's a sort of interesting idea, I guess. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, um, Yoad, uh, did, did you ever get into Metasynth and that whole kind of notion of it? Because the problem back then was mice or mices or m mouse, the, the mouse wasn't very responsive. So you couldn't get that real flow. You know, it was a bit laggy. So this might actually be a bit more responsive. Yeah, it looks it looks really good. It's very tempting. Uh, unfortunately, it only runs on PC, but hopefully they will uh, remedy that and uh, make it available for on other platforms. Uh, but it looks great, and I wonder what happens when you run like synth noises through it and stuff like that, something tonal. What yeah. effect does it have on, on pitch and stuff, and how can you, you know, use it running vocal samples through it and, and things like that? It sounds like a really, it looks like a really fun thing to, to play with. Um, also, I'm wondering, and I probably know, like I know the answer to that, but... It, when you draw on the screen, it will, it will not, you know, like when in, in Cubase or in Logic or in Pro Tools, if you do anything with a cursor, like adding MIDI in step time or moving MIDI events or, or things like that, it will move the video as well. So it will kind of move, scrub the video too. So something like that, which will, which you'll be able to do sort of, in conjunction with what happens on, with what's happening on the screen, ah, I see, would be really cool. So as you move, but that will have to be connected to the X Y matrix of the plugin. Will have to be connected to the to the main uh, DAW cursor, which is quite impossible. So maybe there's a way of doing it with uh, with with MIDI timecode or something like that, or using a machine control to to spit out. The, the sort of the cursor information and link it to the to the cursor in in that way and that will make it really nice because then you can just scrub 
and video look at and what, the audio, ha- what's right. happening yeah, on yeah, screen yeah. and draw accordingly. So something like that would be really nice. That's an interesting but, idea. But this, yeah, but this in itself. Uh, so I, I presume that if you use it as a standalone, because obviously you can't control a, a plugin from within a session cannot control the cursor or the, the, the main time of the the main clock of the session. So it will have to be standalone via IAC or something like that, spitting out MIDI clock or or MIDI machine control. Um, and that way you'll be able to do that. Maybe it's something that we're planning, but if not, then that could be a good idea for them. That's an interesting idea. I'm just looking at this. Uh, you've got variations, so you can create random ranges, which is very much the whole kind of Unity sort of way. Quite often you'll take sort of footsteps and you randomise the length, the pitch, the timing of them. And so you can work yeah. almost like mod tracking effectively. So, And it creates these little C++ scripts for various... God, that's that's really intense. Nice. I've always been... I've always been fascinated by the whole Unity game engine uh, kind of creating for that, but I've never spoken to anybody who's got deep into it. It's an interesting world, but you have, have you? Oh, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, is, it, is, um, it, is it like kind of music production, but on in a, with extra dimensions? <laughs> I suppose it would be in many ways. Yeah, um, I, I mostly, I've done a bit of music for it, but mostly done Foley work for uh for uh, in unity on, on a couple of different games <clears throat> and um so i thought well i'll just just to get a little bit of edge up on my competition i'll i'll actually learn how to how to program in unity as well which was maybe one of the worst periods <laughs> of my life <laughs> is it tough <laughs> it was it was just such a you know I, I mean i'm going through it a little bit with video right now but it, it was just like such a different world a different way of thinking um but then the net result was quite good and for someone like myself i like i really you know for example you were talking about footsteps you know and you can have variations on i was i was very particular about say footstep sounds like you have you have stock footstep sounds that come in the program but i was i would go and design my own that would be based on certain types of textures and I, actually i had a whole room that i made as a foley room wow and uh you got it bad and it, it was just yeah it was just a it was a rabbit hole that i went down and and now if this were available on mac and i was still programming something then i can imagine it would be an, another six months of my life that would just be gone and i i would think Afterwards, I'd go, okay, well, that was worth it. But during the time, I'd be like, what the hell am I doing with my life? (laughs) That's really interesting because I'd imagine the thing is, is if you're using uh, um, like randomization to kind of create non-repetitive things, that's actually much, it takes much more time because you then, you tweak it, you listen to a bunch and go, am I noticing the repetition? Tweak it again, am I noticing the repetition? It's it's a di- very different kind of analytical process than kind of, does that feel good? Is it sound good? How does it make me feel? You know, which is with audio. I mean, I, I one thing I will say, if you're good at editing audio, like kind of getting to the point, taking the dialogue and just kind of going, right, tightening it up, getting rid of the stuff, then... If you take that approach with video and then sort the pictures out afterwards, you can't go wrong with that, I find, because then yeah. you create the story and then you figure out how to cover up all the terrible edits you had to make to make that work. That would be a tip yeah. I would offer you if you haven't already figured it out. Something I learned pretty early on, though, with regards to computers, 
is about random. There, there's, there's no satisfying version of random. There's, there's no real random, and there's no satisfying version of it. You know, like, like I, Apple, that famous incident of where they do a, you know, the random selection of tunes on, uh, on iTunes on the shuffle, and sometimes you know three or four songs in a row would play from the same band and people would say oh, but that's not random and apple would say well actually yeah it, it actually is it's just you know we have to introduce now another layer that says random but don't pick the same artist so you know random but with conditions and and i find that that's true even for just general audio stuff anything that supposedly is a random noise generator you know there there are things of it that just in it that just don't quite feel right you know like it, things yeah. that add like say noise to like certain plugins that have like noise generators in them to well we we, we have spoken about this before isn't it i mean the human yeah. ear is so finely tuned to repetitive patterns i mean it's just built into our kind of you know dna we're, we're so built we're, to recognize patterns we're built yeah, to absolutely. recognize patterns so i mean it's you're that's part of our hard wiring yeah, exactly. And we've spoken about this. I think uh, um, well, I spoke to you, uh, Jared, about the, the nature of randomization and you know, kind of the lack of perfection, you know, trying to take digitally created synthesis techniques and then turn them into something that sounds less perfect because we can't, we find it just quite unpleasant when something is so pitch perfect. And sometimes there are some DCOs that don't have enough variation and they just they're, they're, there's something about them it's like the, that kind of it's almost like the auto-tune razor effect where you just where it's a note the, is held for a long time and it's like that's that doesn't sound right you know i don't like the sound it's of that. the audio version of the uncanny valley yeah i guess so if anybody knows what that is i don't know i how don't that is in but, uh, but the, uncanny but, valley is the sorry i was gonna say that's that's just the it's a diagram of which um the more human-like something becomes like you know you have like a teddy bear up to up to an android and say the, the closer it gets to being like a human the more or perfect perfect version of a human the the more creeped out we are by it and that's the same thing is true for notes and things like that like it gets to a point where it's just so good that it really creeps us out so we the uncanny valley is like where it, we're okay with it but then suddenly we're totally creeped out by it and oh, and interesting. Uh, yeah, I didn't know it's that. A, there's, I wrote a paper on it. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, I look forward. To, I, I have to say, I, I haven't been posting links. I mean, this, because what I'm having to do is switch with the mouse on my PC, which means I've got a mouse next to a mouse, which makes the the, the running of the program um, not my usual kind of uh, left brain business where I can just use my muscle memory. This is all. <laughs> so I do apologize. It's imperfect. It's imperfect, but it's it's also uh, it's yeah, it's tough. It's not working uh, in the, the way I would like. In fact, I'm not even sure I'm going to be able to run the ending of the show because I don't know how I do that because it usually runs from a trigger and I don't know how to do it. But hey, what the hell? So, um, yeah, but I, I was just going to say, uh, if we come back to this, it's uh uh, if I come back here, I think, yeah, it's a that massive variant. So you could, in the UK, you can buy it for 30 quid, 36 euros or 49. It's uh, 32 64-bit, and it looks like it's, uh, yeah, uh, Windows only, DSP PC motion. PC only. PC only. What is it? Is it actually, is it a plug-in or is it a standalone thing? I'm Actually, that's not clear. I think it might be just, maybe it's just standalone then. I think that possibly it is. Ah, that's interesting. Okay, well, that probably answers one of the questions that you maybe had, Joad, about it uh, controlling the DAW, mm -hmm. which means no, it won't, or the video. That's probably not going to work. 
Um, it, hmm. it actually more like it is more likely to control the the, the DAW as a standalone um, software if program if it can transmit MIDI machine control or, or MIDI time code according to the ah. movement on the screen. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting. With a, with a scrub thing, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I don't know if there are any more topics that I want to get into because, frankly, this is really stressful. <laughs> I'm just about <laughs> holding, I'm just about holding it together. And uh, after this, I've got to go drive for four hours to take my daughter to visit a friend, uh, and then come back and fix my computer. Um, so I think we, I might actually, unless there's anything that you really, really want to do. I mean, we were going to talk about the uh, Future Sound pinboard, but I just feel like. I might want to quit while I'm ahead this time and uh, apologise to uh, live viewers and the viewers. This isn't, it's not quite the usual Sonic talk because of the technical issues that we've discussed, but I, I do appreciate you sticking by us. And we have got a, quite a large number of live viewers, which is lovely to see you all. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let me see. Analytics. We're, yeah, we're doing almost 500. Well, it's just a shame all you right. tuned in for my, my, my technical ineptitude this time, which I suppose <laughs> regular viewers will probably say, it's all right, Nick, we're used to it. This is this ha this, this is such a common happening. But usually the, the underlying technology works. It's usually operator error, I would like to say. So maybe I'll just kind of uh, th think about wrapping things up now. I, I know it's been a little it's bit It's an extra square on the, um, on the Sonic Talk bingo, right? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. So well, the, the Windows 10 update was, broke the machine. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That, that's not a bad idea actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, well, what what are you up to, Charles? I mean, we'll say goodbyes. Have you got anything to plug? Anything that's going on there? Chickenandcoco.com. Well, we got the live at Chicken Coco, which is coming pretty soon. Coming coming in a month. Um, Already got everything I need. Well, actually, I'm going to buy a couple more cameras. But aside from that, I've got just about everything I need, um, which will be a live event, which you and I have been talking about. And yeah. uh, and I'm very excited about that. I'm actually, that's what I'm mostly focused on right now, is that um, the first act is going to be a vaporwave act. So it should be interesting. And then uh, got a couple of other electronic acts that, are, that I can't really talk about yet that are going to be coming in. And nice. uh, yeah, so but you, you will know about it before I tell exciting it times. <laughs> yeah, you're in that place. Yeah. Planning an event and the technical aspects of an event is pretty much 100% CPU from what I remember the last time I yeah. we were doing it. So yeah I, yeah, I can I can imagine where you are <laughs> with that. Mm, uh, but yeah, lo lovely to have you, Chicky. Very thank you very much for joining us. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure. Glad to be on. Glad to be on. And uh, also, Mr. Yoan Nevo uh, with his fancy new wide-angle camera there. Uh, thank you for joining us also. It's been an absolute pleasure. I, I get the feeling you're going to be going down this route too. You're going to be getting the Blackmagic switcher and fancy angles just because you're the kind of guy I know that finds that sort of thing intriguing. <laughs> Making the well, system Well, I try work. to stay away from the video camera kind of world, but there's no escape. You have to get into it and uh yeah and so i have <laughs> so like i told you in the beginning i'm running out of excuses why not to make videos so mm. if anyone can think of more excuses i'll be send them in please yes. 
Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, well, um, I guess it just remains to wrap up. I want to say thank you very much to our friends over at Isotope. Let me see. I can probably get round to... Yes, I'm going to I'm gonna run the competition details again. I want to say thank you very much, everybody, uh, uh, Isotope, for, for helping make this happen, and BT as well. We're going to get him back on the show again soon, I hope. Uh, we're looking for... If you want to win a copy of Stutter Edit 2 from Isotope and BT, uh, we're looking for Cut and Chop. Uh, as one hashtag, which is one word, cut and the word and chop, and the hashtag stutter edit two, the number two, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And if you enter, we will uh, hopefully have a show next week where we can uh, read out the winner. But I want to say thank you very much to everybody. I don't think I can quite manage the four, uh, the four shot. I, I could try. What happens there? Oh yeah, look, it sort of works, except there's just the there, there we go. I'm gonna, I am, I'm going for it. What the hell? So if I can now, I might actually be able to run the show. So here we go. I'm gonna say goodbye and thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Uh, Sonic Talk episode uh, five, 632. Uh, technical shambles, but we managed to power through. See you all later, guys. Thanks very much. See you next time. Bye bye now. <laughs>